0: Good evening, everybody that's listening. Uh, this is Juan Q, and this is my second um, podcast, or episode number two, whatever you want to call it. So this episode, I want to talk about my struggles with uh, alcohol and my uh, how I thought that alcohol is not a drug or it's not an issue, but it really was. Hello, listeners. Um, this is Juan Q again. Uh, episode number two. I will be talking about addiction on alcohol. So again, my name is Juan Quintero, and I'm from Tucson, 36 years old. Um, I've struggled and on with drugs. And, um, I want to talk about alcohol today. So I always thought I'd never had an issue with you know, drinking or alcohol. I thought I can just drink and, uh, just have one drink and be okay. And that was it. And, um, it, it wasn't really that way. Um, I learned, uh, that that alcohol was an issue later on in my addiction. <clears throat> I won't say maybe like a couple of years ago, I was, um, I was working my ass off and just working hard, you know. Had an alright job. Uh, I believe I was a plumber at that time. And, um, I was working on that, you know, being a plumber, learning what I could. And, it, cause I was, um, I'd had no experience in being a plumber. So I, it was like uh, something new to me. So it was good money. I was doing alright. <clears throat> so I worked hard and I worked in construction sites and, you know, I made, I made all right money. So after like a year of working hard, I was like, I deserve to, you know, take a couple weeks off and go to a resort and drink. And li- little did I know that, um, you know, that would uh, lead me to a relapse. So I remember, um, it was, um, I want to say it was probably summer because uh, I remember going swimming. So yeah, we were at a resort in Tucson, um, just swimming, and um, I got the urge of, uh, you know, having a beer, and uh, by this time, I had been drinking a beer off and on um, every other day or every day after work, because I would see um, people at, you know, I'm constructing sizes drink all the time, so I thought it was normal me um working at a construction site to have a beer and i thought i deserved the beer after my hard work in the sun especially in arizona um so i would um have a beer here and there i didn't think it was an issue so i continued to do this for uh months and um i remember going to this resort and i was like oh this is this cool this is fun so I deserve this break, you know. I deserve to take a little break and um, enjoy my my time off from work and, and have a couple of beers. And I remember buying, like, a 12-pack of uh, some um, micheladas, which is, like, um, tomato juice with beer. Um, and that was one of my favorites. So, yeah, I would drink that, that night. I would have some of those. And I just kept drinking and um, I was buzzed. So when I started feeling buzzed, this urge came over me of, it was like, how can I explain it? It was, um, like a shark when it smells blood. You know, it was like me smelling like something that took over me, which was the smell of, uh, you know, wanting a drug it came over me. And I had no control over it because At the moment, I wasn't strong in my recovery. I didn't have no support group. I didn't have nobody to call. I was just, you know, like um, I was a sitting duck to my addiction, you know? So I remember um, telling my girlfriend, hey, I'll be back. I'm going somewhere, and I don't know where I was going. I just know I was going. (laughs) I might have said that I was going to get more beer or something. I don't remember, um, to be specific. But I do remember leaving and just driving off. And um, at this resort, my girlfriend was there, my son was there, and my stepkids were there. So I just left them because of this obsession of uh, a need of a drug came over me like I never felt before. And I was like, man... This is so powerful. I need this drug. I need something to counteract my my buzzness or my you know being drunk. So, um, I always did drugs and I counteracted you know, for example, I did opiates and I want I did med to counteract it. Um, addicts know what I'm talking about. It was like a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, I felt like I needed something to counteract, you know business and uh so i drove i drove into tucson i was in the outskirts of tucson i drove into the city and looked for uh a, a drugs i looked anywhere and everywhere i stopped at uh gas stations and i asked anybody and everybody hey you know i, I come from you know a, a bad uh, neighborhood And I I know how to look for drugs. I know it's easy for me to get drugs, look for drugs, and not get questioned about it because of how I look. I'm a Hispanic. I have tattoos. So I've been in prison. So I know how to look for drugs without, you know, being questioned about it or being like, are you a cop? Nobody ever asks me that because I'm not a cop. Because I've been in prison and I look like, you know, maybe a damn drug addict. (laughs) Or just a, you know, a bad guy. So yeah, um, I remember just asking people and, um, I asked somebody in a gas station, but second person I asked, they said, uh, we don't got cocaine because I wanted cocaine. I grew up where, you know, um, using or drinking and doing cocaine. I grew up uh, watching that as a kid. Um, uh, family members, uh, I, I won't say exactly who, but family members I grew up with, you know, they would, uh, use, um, alcohol and then, you know, use, um, cocaine to it. I guess. And I grew up watching that. So I thought that was normal. So, uh, me being buzzed and knowing that, you know, I have a problem, I still, I still went looking for the, for the drug, like, playing with the devil, playing Russian roulette. I didn't care. I just wanted the drug. And uh sure enough, second person I asked, they said, we don't have cocaine, but we have meth. And, and I've done meth. And uh I thought about it, and I was like, no, I don't want meth. I don't, don't want to feel paranoid. I don't want to, you know, feel that feeling. But uh, I remember saying, fuck it. Um I'll do it. And I and I did it. And, it. and I got the mat. I did some of it. And from there it just it just went spiraling downhill. I went on a mission from hell. I went back to the resort but then got so high off the mat, got paranoid, jumped in the car and took off for I don't know if I took off for months or weeks, who knows. But I was gone. Once again, I had uh, ran away, left my family for drugs because I felt like everybody was out to get me. And uh, that's the stuff I don't miss, you know. I, I don't miss, you know, feeling paranoid. I don't miss any of that stuff. I don't miss the high. I don't miss anything. But it was, it was one of my worst experiences, you know. I ended up I don't know, a homeless once again because, uh, you know, my family wasn't taking that. I, I wasn't going to just use meth and go back home like nothing happened. Yeah, they-, they knew I was up to something. They knew I was using, and I wasn't allowed to go back home. So I was out in the streets again, and uh, I had a job, so I just went back to work and kept using. I said, fuck it, I have nothing to lose. My family kicked me out, so I kept using drugs. And um, that's how, you know, I'll, I'll never drink again because I know what could happen. Like, you know, once you get, you feel that your body wants the drug again. And I just mixed alcohol with drugs before. And uh, I know if I do any of the drugs I'm going to want, you know, if I if I do the alcohol, I'm going to want drugs. I know that for a fact. I used to think, no, I don't have a problem with drinking. I could drink. It's not a problem for me. You know, I, I would even drink and go to meetings sometimes and, and think it was okay. And, you know, it, it's not okay. Yeah, it's not okay to drink and go to meetings. It's not okay to just have one beer because, for me, I'm an addict. And and I can't just have one. I know if I have one beer, I have to have a whole bunch. I know if I have one Um, line of drug. I want. I want more, and I'll never stop. And I end up homeless. I end up with nothing again. So yeah, that's how that experience went. I ended up homeless. I um. I ended up having to go to rehab again because of how everything worked out. Like I ended up doing opiates again. I ended up, you know, doing pills. I ended up being addicted again and there's no way just to you know go home and quit cold turkey there is i've done it before but it's not fun it's not something i want to put my family through again you know quitting cold turkey at home i've done it before yeah, um and i've done you know heroin and opiates and qu- quitting cold turkey at home was not fun i was laying down on the floor, throwing up, squirming. Just, it was not something that I want my family to see. So, yeah, I ended up getting help and going, going to rehab again and then going home eventually. But, you know, this became a pattern. It became a pattern where I would uh stay clean for a certain amount of time and then go back to using again because I thought that, I can use a couple of times and deserve to use because of my hard work of whatever I was working, you know, if I was a plumber, I just had many different jobs and, um uh, whatever I was doing the time, I deserved, I always needed a, a vacation that included drugs. And, uh, I, I learned that from one of my friends, uh, rest in peace, David. Um, he was a good friend of mine, but he, he told me, yeah, um, it's good to party once a year, once you work hard for the whole year, but, yeah, it wasn't good. Like, he ended up always being an addict. I ended up always being an addict, and there was no way to control that stuff. Like, we can't control drugs. I can't control drugs. I know that for a fact. I do one drug, and I want more and more until there's nothing left and it will take my life it will take my soul it will take everything it's, it's um it's tough you know but it took me a while to realize that you know i had a problem and that um it, i can't do it by myself i um i've gone to groups i've gone to meetings um i've done iop i've done inpatient rehab I, I've done it all, you know, and what seems to work the best right now is um, having that support group, you know, having somebody to talk to when shit gets tough, when you feel like having that drink, when you feel like using that drug. You pick up the phone and you call somebody. I have about 50 people I can call at any given time when I feel like using or I feel like something's going on in my life where it could be an issue, you know. But, you know, if I've gone through this long um, without using and the shit I've been through, like, I lost jobs. I've been in in bad situations. You know, it's been ups and downs, and and I didn't pick up no matter what, even though I thought about it. I thought about it a couple of times. I almost said fuck it a couple of times, but I, I controlled it. You know, I just... Feelings go away, like, whatever it is you're feeling, it'll go away if you just examine it and watch it and just don't dwell on it, but just watch it pass by because feelings, they're just momentary, uh, whether it be, like, anger, sadness, whatever it is you're going through, you know, it, yeah, it will pass, it will pass, and if you decide to use and mask mask it with any drug, whether it be alcohol, whether it be opiates, meds, uppers, downers, anything, you know, you decide to mask that feeling. The feeling is still going to be there, you know, and I said this before. Feelings are always going to be there, but you know, you can't let anybody dictate how you feel, like, You can't be like, oh, so-and-so made me mad, and that's what I used, why I decided to use. You can't let that, you know, be an excuse. Even though I've used that excuse over and over and over because I didn't know better, you know. I want to say, I used to say that I was a victim of my environment, but I know now I'm a victim of my own choices. I made these choices. I made the choices to use drugs. I made the choices to commit crimes. I made the choice to uh, not be there when I for my kid when I was supposed to be there. These are all my choices, you know. And now I realize that um, I can make the right choices now being clean and sober. Uh, I've been clean and sober for seven months. You know, for me, that's a long time. But it hasn't been easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy. It's hard. But if I can get through it, anybody could. You know, I'm learning how to do this podcasting. Maybe I can reach somebody that has an addiction, that has a problem. You know, I've dealt with, you know, PTSD from prison. I've I've dealt with uh, depression from losing jobs, from... Being hopeless of never being able to get a job because of my criminal career. Um I had anxiety from prison. You know, imagine your mind and your body becomes hijacked because all you do is be, you know, anxious in prison of something might happen because you've seen so many crazy shit in prison and it's not... It's not something I uh, wish on anybody, you know. I've um, I've been there. I've done my time. I've um, you know. I, I'm trying to turn my life around. It hasn't been easy, you know, but I'm doing it now, you know. I'm 36 years old, and it took me forever to figure it out, you know. But there's younger people, and I wish I would have listened to the to the to the OGs that you know told me you know don't come back don't use don't do this don't do that Um, because I thought I knew it all but I don't know shit so now I just listen to people I shut the fuck up and listen to people and try something new like if you tell me to try this try that you know I'll I'll try it if it's somebody clean and, and somebody I look up to that you know that's been there where i've been i'm gonna listen to them like you know um like i want to help other people that have been where i've been you know i want to help people that have been to prison i want to help people that have been addicted i want to help people that you know that struggled with the uh, life you know um it, it's just hard to Uh, pay attention or listen to somebody that's never been through it like you know there could be a a doctor telling you oh if you don't stop doing drugs this will happen but how does he you know how does he know what you're going through if he's never been through it if he's only read about it in books and hasn't lived this shit well i've lived this shit you know I, i lived it and i've been lucky to survive it because uh my last run um, like March of 2023 was my last time I used, but I was doing a bunch of fentanyl pills. And if you look at the pandemic that's going on right now with, um, with fentanyl, look at how much people is killed. I've lost people close to me because of fentanyl. I've, um, uh, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. Like when I first, when this first, um, when this drug came out, like, well, I mean, It's been out, but when it, you know, when it first hit the streets and all these fentanyl pills or fake pills started coming around, I remember that, like, everybody was doing them, everybody started becoming homeless, they were all camping out by the washes, Uh, they were all, like, you know, doing their thing, and getting high, and and then I go back three, four years later, one of my relapses, and then go back to the areas, and I look around for everybody. Where's so-and-so? Where's this person? What happened to everybody? Why is there a bunch of campgrounds and their stuff is still there and it's like falling apart? And, you know, there's blankets there. There's tents there. Like, where, where's everybody at? And people tell me, everybody's dead, bro. Like, people died from fentanyl. A lot of this homeless population died from fentanyl and nobody even knows or cares because... Didn't have nobody, you know. A lot of homeless people died because of fentanyl. And, uh, a lot of friends, uh, people, um, just can't stop doing that fentanyl. Like, I see people come and go into rehab. I see friends going back and forth, being clean, not being clean. And I just got tired of it, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's all how bad you want it, you know. You can't quit until you want to quit, no matter what the situation is, no matter if you go in prison, no matter if your family leaves you, no matter if somebody dies. If you don't want to quit, you ain't going to quit. You're just going to keep using until you're fucking dead. And um, and um me, I finally hit me, man. I was like, fuck, I can't be doing this no more. I have a four-year-old son that I've been in and out because of my addiction. But now I want to be here. I don't want to leave my son no more. I don't want to, I don't want to put him through that. You know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to watch your son, you know, go through that where you leave for weeks or months and, and are in the streets and not giving a fuck, you know. And, uh, it, it it was tough for me. You know, It, it was, yes, I wanted to come back, but, this addiction had a hold on me. This fentanyl addiction, this alcohol addiction, whatever it was, it had a hold on me where I couldn't just stop. So the best thing we can do is ask for help. Like, there's many, many services that help people. There's N A that does it. Everywhere in the United States, they help people. You just got to want to help. You got to ask for help. Uh There is uh, a bunch of services that, you know, they Can help you, it's just how bad you want it, and uh, you know, just take the help, ask for help. That's all we can do is ask for help, you know, because um, you never know when this drug can kill you or this addiction can kill you. And uh, I just think it's really crazy how you know I use drugs for years, and uh, I've been blessed not to be sick, not to hurt. Um, not to be, uh, you know, um, in real bad health. Like, I chose to put these chemicals in my body, but I've seen people go that weren't even addicts. I've seen people go that just tried to fentanyl for one time. You know, it's it's crazy. Like I don't understand how this drug has just took over the whole country and it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty, um, amazing that, you know, the good stuff that comes out of it though, there's a lot of people trying to help other people and, uh, I'm trying my best to help people, but it, it's hard when I'm trying to create a podcast. I'm trying to, you know, put him in, um groups in the online trying to you know just let people know that I'm trying to help people so listen to my podcast because it might help you it might help somebody that you know and just know that you know addiction is not a choice like those people did not say I want to grow up and be an addict you know it, yeah they might have tried something but after that that drug has control over them you know it would take over and it, it would just uh, have him, have them in an in, in addiction for, for years, man. It's not, don't look down on addicts. Don't, you know, it's not, don't say, oh, that's a choice. They choose to be an addict. We don't choose to be addicts. We are, um, so this is how it works. This is how I explain it to people. Okay. Um, let me see, um. Example, alcohol, right? There's people that can drink one beer and be okay and put it down, right? But then there's, there's us addicts that can't have one beer. We want more and more and more and more until there's, you know, there's nothing left. And, um, it, it's a disease that we have. It, it's, uh, you know, alcoholism, drug addict, you know, whatever it is, but it's an addiction. We have addiction pro- properties or whatever it is, but we want to keep... We don't want to, but it's like we have to have the drug to be normal or we have to have the drug to to feel okay. And, and um, when I was an opiate addict, it was one of the worst, you know. I was... Um, just to wake up, I needed the drug, and and it was rough, you know. Just to function normally like like I feel now, normal. I needed to do pills and it wasn't like I wasn't getting high anymore I was just doing it to function as a normal human being because if you read up on it you know it it, it becomes um, where you need that drug just to set off the normal amount of endorphins that you need to get up off of bed it's, it's um. It's really something else how that you know, drugs take a hold of people, and uh, I don't blame anybody but myself, because I chose to do drugs. You know, I chose. You know, I I chose to do you know try some, and then eventually it took over me, and it wasn't a choice anymore. It was like. It was something that I needed. You know, I needed to be normal. And if I didn't have it, I was sick as a dog and I was not good. I couldn't even get up and go to work. Yeah, addiction is a motherfucker, you know. Um, I recommend if you have anybody struggling with addiction, please get out. Call N.A., go to N.A.org. And, uh, look up meetings and go to meetings and get involved, you know. Um, if you're a family member, um, go to Al Anon, you know, they help, you know, because, you know, some family members might just give you money and, and help you out, you know, but they're just, they just need to stop helping you so you can hit rock bottom and realize what you need to do to get clean, you know. But that's all I got for today. Um, I'll come up with some better things, uh, soon here. This is just my, my first podcast and I'm trying to you know, get the ball rolling here. Maybe I can help somebody. Um, again, if you're struggling, let somebody know, get help. If, if you know anybody who's struggling, get them help. There's many places that will help you. Y'all have a blessed day.